Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Hey, Cricket customers, Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Phone plan streams in standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. Well, shalom, everybody. This is Bishop Kevin Foreman. You're listening to the Bishop Kevin Foreman Leadership Podcast. This is our summer leadership podcast for 2021. Um, the last podcast was released in April. And so for May, June, and July, gave you an opportunity to uh, uh, enter your time of summer and summer break and travel and all of that. Pray that you've enjoyed your summer. This is our summer podcast, and it's going to be amazing. Listen, if you don't have our app, I want to encourage you to get it. How do you do that? Just text the word HARVEST to the phone number 877-552-4746. You can get the Harvest Church mobile app. You can stay connected to everything, um, messages, music, so much more. All of our podcasts, including this one, the prayer podcast, the message podcast, when I do impromptu, ask the bishop, so many resources we make available to you. Of course, we do this podcast to help leaders go further, faster. If you want to connect with me, you want to be a part of our Harvest Leadership Network, so many pastors and leaders, um, but leaders not just in ministry, but all seven spheres of society. Every leader needs a leader. Every Pastor needs a pastor. And so when you look at that, that's arts and entertainment, business, education, family, government, media, church. And uh, if you're in any one of those areas um, and you're a leader in those areas, you need a leader. Iron sharpens iron. I encourage you to connect through the Harvest Leadership Network. Be a part. At the time of this podcast, it's totally free to connect and to join. And uh, you can find more about that on our website, harvestchurch.church. Or you can, of course, you know, we got a text for you. Text the word leadership to 877-552-4746. One of the great things that uh, we also still do is I still do one-on-ones. That's right. I still do one-on-ones uh, with individuals um, to help them and coach them through a variety of what's going on, situations and circumstances that are going on in their life, uh, ministry, business, etc. And you can find out more about that, again, in our app. If you'd like to take advantage of those. Listen, guys, I love to hear how God is working in your life. So please make sure that you submit a testimony. No testimony is too big. No testimony is too small to share. I love to hear how God is working in your life. Listen, let's get right to it, because as we are coming towards the conclusion of summer, people are starting to get their minds ready for back to school and uh, back to sort of regular schedules and work routines, etc. This is going to be such a timely and apropos topic. Here we go. Leading without a great team yet. What? Yes. When you are building something, sometimes it takes a while before you have a team and sometimes it takes even longer 
before you have a great team. So this subject today is really going to give you some really practical tools on how do you lead without a team. Once you get a team, how do you make that team Great. You ready to jump in? Let's go. Father, we bless you and honor you. I thank you for this amazing world change in history making curse breaking leader. Thank you for this opportunity to share via the podcast. I pray that this podcast is shared so that it has the ability to change more lives. When we share, lives are changed, lives are impacted, destinies are shaped, futures are rearranged. So I pray that the listener of this podcast would also share this podcast so we can see more lives come to you. And it's for that we say thank you in Jesus' name, and to the men. So listen, guys, um, listen, whenever you're building something from the ground up or from scratch or taking something over, um, there are so many moving parts. And sometimes before you are able to, as I mentioned, build a great team, sometimes it takes a while before you're even able to build a team. So for a while, you may have to be your own everything, your own assistant your own janitor, your own market de- marketing department, your own finance person. And I need you to know that's part of the process of growth. That's part of the process of growth. So let's look at someone who had to do this. Let's look at Moses. Moses takes over approximately 2 million um, Hebrews that come out of Egyptian slavery. They were used to a certain system, a certain lifestyle. Uh, of course, they were enslaved to the Egyptians. And so um, they had taskmasters that gave them tasks and duties. They were building the cities for the Egyptians. And here they are. They come out of Egyptian slavery, Egyptian bondage overnight. And overnight, Moses now becomes the leader of this entire nation of people. Now, just imagine two million people. I, I, I need you to understand the gravity of that. From a leadership standpoint, if you've tried, if you've ever had to lead two people, you know that leadership is no joke. Imagine two million people. So Moses takes on this massive responsibility. And I want you to listen to some advice. And we're going to extract some principles for you to use in your business, in your church, in your ministry, in whatever you lead to help you lead without a great team. And here's the key point yet. Because anyone can do anything alone, but not anyone can do anything great alone. I'll say it again. Anyone can do anything alone, but not anyone can do anything great alone. Um, um, That's an important principle. Um, Listen to this. Jethro's advice in Exodus chapter 18, verse 1. Jethro, the priest of Midian, that's Moses' father-in-law, he heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people, how the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. Now, let's remember that Moses has Aaron, um, and Aaron is, you know, Moses' spokesman. Um, But you discover, if you even look at when the children of Israel were um, the Moses was going up to get the Ten Commandments and, and Aaron was left with them. That Aaron was very impressionable. So while Aaron was able to speak on behalf of Moses, we don't really see that Aaron is a great leader on behalf of Moses. Let's go further. It says, now Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, had taken Zephora, Moses' wife, after he had sent her home, along with her two sons. The name of the one was Gershom, for he said, I have been a sojourner in a foreign land. And the name of the other was Eliezer, for he had said, the God of my father was my help and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife to Moses 
in the wilderness where he was encamped at the mountain of God. And when he sent word to Moses, your father-in-law Jethro, uh, I'm coming to you with your wife and her two sons with her. Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. And they asked each other of their welfare. So they checked on each other and then they went into the tent. Then Moses begins, pay attention, to tell his father all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake. All the hardship that come upon them in the way and how the Lord had delivered them. So Moses is giving this amazing, you know, praise report uh, to his uh, father-in-law saying, look at all these great things that God has done. And listen, and Jethro rejoiced for the good that the Lord had done to Israel and that he had delivered them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Uh, Jethro said, bless me, the Lord, who's delivered out of the hand of the Egyptians, out of the hand of Pharaoh, delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. So he's sharing all of this good news. And there's something important to understand that as a leader, sometimes the greatest news also introduces some of your greatest challenges. Sometimes great news introduces great challenges. Look at verse 11. Now, I know the Lord is greater than all gods because, and this is a fair, they dealt arrogantly with the people. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and sacrifices to God. So he gives an offering to the Lord after hearing how good God had been to the Hebrews. And Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before God. So the elders of Israel, these essentially are those that are supposed to be helping Moses to lead. These were those that were senior. And in that time, their seniority um, as leaders was often connected to their age. I want to introduce an important principle. The reality is um, maturity does not necessarily come with age. Whenever you're building something, do not automatically think that simply because a person has a chronological edge that they also have a maturity edge. Do not think that because they are older that they are always going to be better. Very important to understand. When Moses' um, father-in-law, uh, or actually verse 13, the next day, I want you to listen very carefully. So he shared this great praise report. Um, his father-in-law gives an offering. Aaron and all these elders come together and they have a great meal. Aaron and the elders at that time were great at helping um, Moses to celebrate. You know, they celebrated. Come on, let's eat. Let's have a good time. Um, but look at verse 13. But the next day, Moses sat to judge the people and the people stood around Moses from morning until evening. So here he is. He's the leader. How many people? Over two million people. And every issue that people have, they bring it to him. And sometimes when you are at the beginning stages of something um, and the early stages, you may be the only one. And I need you to be OK with that. But in order for you to do something greater and better, you have to build a team. Listen to verse 14. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that he was doing for the people. Now listen to the language. All that he was doing for the people. So Moses is getting a great sense of fulfillment. Ooh, I'm, I'm working so hard. But your job as a leader is to work smart, not always hard. This doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a diligent work ethic. You should. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't put in the time and the hours. It's going to be up late uh, some nights and up early some mornings. That's the nature of being a leader. But guess what? You've got to learn how to build a team. Verse 14, when Moses found and saw all he was doing for the people, he said, what is, what is this you are doing for the people? 
Why do you sit, listen, alone? Why do you sit alone and all the people stand around you from morning to evening? He says, you're, you're doing this job alone by yourself all day, yet you've got access to resources. Stop. Moses has Aaron and all of these elders that came to celebrate, but they were not doing anything else. It's important that you make sure that as a leader, that you learn how to reproduce yourself. You learn how to reproduce yourself. Listen to his counsel. This is the same counsel I want to give you, especially as you are getting ready to move post summer and where many people will be focusing on advancing their ministry, advancing your church, advancing your business, advancing what you lead. It says this, um, Moses said, father-in-law, verse 17, uh, actually, let's go back to uh, verse 15. Um, and Moses said to his father-in-law, because the people come to me to inquire of God, when they have a dispute, they come to me and I decide between one person and another, I'll make known the statutes of God and his laws. Listen to this. So when they, when, when they want to hear from God, they come to me. When they have a dispute, they come to me and I teach them the statutes of God and his laws, right? Moses father in law said to him, what you are doing is not good. So as a leader, it's, it's okay. Because remember, for a while, Moses had done this by himself. But we also see that Moses emotionally begins to deteriorate over time as a leader because you see him get so angry with the people that he strikes the rock and he, you rebels and he gets so angry. As a leader, it's important that while you may start by yourself, you have to build a team. So your prayer has to be this, God, send me the right people in the right seats to help me build. That's it right now. Let's pray together. Lord, send me the right people in the right seats to help me build. Uh, even if you're not the senior leader, maybe you're a leader in a church, you want to make sure that the Lord provides the right people and the right seats to help you build what you've been trusted to build. Moses' father-in-law said to him, what you're doing isn't good, all right? It was good when you started because it was just you, but now this is not good. It's too big for just you. It's too much for just you. You and the people with you will certainly wear yourselves out, but the thing is too heavy for you. He says, you're going to wear yourself out and the people around you are going to uh, wear their, themselves out. In other words, you're going to get sick of them. They're going to get sick of you, but, but it's because it's too heavy for just you. Hey, listen, leader, I know you're amazing at many things. I know you're talented at many things, but guess what? For you to last long term and to build something great, you cannot do it alone. You need a team. Now, listen to verse 19. Now, obey my voice. I will give you advice and God be with you. You shall represent the people before God and bring their cases to God. So number one, he says, you need to focus on the main thing. Moses, you're the man of God. You need to focus on the main thing, which for you is God, which for you is um, representing the people before God and bringing their cases to God. So essentially, he says, you need to focus on talking to God and praying. That's the main thing. I need you to write this down. Type it in your notes. What main things do you need to be focused on? What main things do you need to be focused on? You cannot focus on everything well. 
If you try to focus on everything, you'll fail. I'll say it again. You need to tweet this to me. It's a story this to me. You cannot focus on everything well. If you focus on everything, you'll fail. All right. He says, <clears throat> verse 20, and you shall warn them about the statutes and the laws and make them uh, know the way in which they must walk and they must do. So he says, you need to focus on praying and talking to God and teaching them what the word says. Verse 21, moreover, that's what I just had you to do. What are the main things you need to be focused on? Moreover, look for able men from all the people. Check this out. Well, didn't we have Aaron and the elders? Sure. But what was Jethro essentially saying? That these guys, some of them have position, but they, they do not add value. Some of them have ranks and titles, but they don't add value. All right. And this is so important as a as a especially as a business owner, as a leader where you're talking about hiring people to be on your team. Do not hire someone just to put them in a seat to say, I've got an assistant to say, I've got a bookkeeper. We've got to make sure they add value. Listen to what he says. He says, um, look for able men. So when you're building a team, first thing is you need to look for ability. What ability do they have? Listen, leader, I'm going to say something that's going to be a potentially difficult pill for you to swallow. Do not give people position because of loyalty. Do not put them on the team because of loyalty. Put them on the team because of ability. Wow. Because of ability. That's the first thing. He says, look for able men from all the people. Secondly, he says, men who fear God. He says, after ability, you need to make sure that these are men that love the Lord. Now, if you're in a church or ministry, obviously that's important. If you're in a non-ministry business, you may or may not care whether or not your employees are Christians or not. Of course, you want to make sure you're in compliance with whatever your local, state, and federal laws are as it relates to that. He says, men who fear God. So number one, ability. Number two, watch me. They fear the Lord. They reverence God. They honor God. Number three, men who are trustworthy. So, so he says men that you can trust. And how do you know you can trust someone is because they have a track record. They have a track record. In other words, when you're looking at putting people on your team, what's their track record? Do not just take their word for it. If they come to you from, let's just say church, uh, you know, if someone comes and says, oh, I'm, I'm over here. The Lord sent me over here. I'm from another church and all that. Okay, well, what's your track record? The only way to know that is let me see you serve for a little while. Let me give you something to see if you can be trusted with what I give you. You cannot trust what you cannot test. So when he says men who are trustworthy, how have you tested them? And number four, men who hate a bribe. He says, don't get men that can be bought. This is where loyalty comes in. He says, get people who they're doing it because they want to. They're doing it because they are compelled to do it. They're doing it because of a sense of calling, not because they can be bought. If you're hiring people, if their main concerns are about compensation, listen, yes, everybody's got to make money. Yes, everybody's got to make a living. But if the dollar is their number one motivator, do not Hire that person because they can be bought. And anyone that can be bought will never be loyal. They'll leave you for 50 cents more. Never, ever make a decision on someone simply because uh, or, or and money is their primary focus. Again, nothing wrong. We all need to make money. We all need to make a living. We all need to do that. But when you're building your team, 
Notice when Jesus was building his team, none of the guys said, well, what's the comp package? What's the healthcare package? They were, they recognized the opportunity. You want people that see the opportunity to be on your team. And if they don't recognize it, that's okay. That's just not the right fit for your team. He says, men who are able, men who fear God, men who are trustworthy, men who hate a bride. Listen, and place such men over the people as chiefs of thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Now, who determines and what determines who gets a thousand, who gets hundreds, who gets fifties, who gets tens? He's saying, Moses, you need to bring some order to this. The purpose of a team is to bring order to what you're building. The purpose of a team is to bring accountability to what you're building. So I know for finance, I go to this person on my team who, who has that area organized. I know for marketing, I go to this person on my team who has this organized. What determines what they're over, the criteria for that is based on those four things. What's their ability? Some people can be trusted. They just can't be trusted with much. You can trust them with a task at a time. That person, guess what? They can't be a manager. They can't be a leader. Got it? Um, that needs to be someone that's in a role where it's task oriented. This is good teaching leaders. You need to be tweeting me and Facebook and these quotes, right? This is great teaching. Don't put someone that can only be trusted with a task at a time as a leader because you're going to have to micromanage what they do. They are incapable of doing that. But what can they lead? They can lead tens. They just can't lead thousands. They just can't lead thousands. Um, and let them judge, verse 22, the people at all times. He says, Moses, offload this stuff and let the people go to these people you put in place at all times. Every great matter they're going to bring to you. Any small matter, they'll decide themselves. In other words, they were saying, clear your desk, push decision making down. That's another key point, leader. You have got to learn how to push certain decisions down to where you're not having to make every single decision about every single thing. If you do that, you're going to get something called decision fatigue. You will get so tired of making little decisions that you will not have the mental capacity nor the creative ability to make the big decisions that you need to make. It's called decision fatigue. And many leaders have it because you're busy in the small decisions. So when you actually need to do your job and make the big leader decisions, you don't even have the energy to do it. You don't have the focus to do it. You don't have the fight to do it. Every great matter they bring to you, the small stuff, let them decide themselves. Well, what if they don't decide right? Notice, that's why we get the criteria. Men who have ability, men who fear the Lord, men who are trustworthy, men who can't be bought, and men who you've only given them enough that they've proven they can be trusted with, they will make the right decision. And even if it's wrong, guess what? You can fix it. It's not the end of the world if they make a bad decision. Well, what if what if a, a, a customer gets mad because they were dealing with somebody? Well, when you find out, guess what? You reach out to that customer and you say, hey, customer, let me apologize. What so-and-so did wasn't right, wasn't with company policy. As the owner, as the president, I want to apologize, take ownership, and I want to offer you this as a gift, and I'd love for you to continue doing business with us. Guess what? You fixed it. You're never going to get perfection with people because everybody isn't you, but you cannot scale or build greater if you wait until everybody is exactly like you. Wow, this is good. Listen, 
Let them judge the people at all times. Every great matter they should bring to you, but any small matter they should decide themselves. So it will be easier for you and they will bear the burden with you. If you do this, God will direct you. Listen to this line and you will be able to endure and you will be able to endure. And all this people also will go to their place in peace. So Moses did this. Moses chose able men out of all of Israel. He made them heads over the people, chiefs of thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. They judged the people in all times. The hard cases they brought to Moses, the small ones, they decided themselves. Listen, notice Moses followed the instructions. He didn't start with a great team. He had to, watch me, he had Aaron and elders, but just because they were um, uh, in positions and in roles didn't mean that they actually added any value. So what did he do? He used those four criteria. Use those criteria as you begin to build your team. But what happens if I make a bad choice and put the wrong person in place? Guess what? You put them in place, take them out of place. What if they leave? Okay, then they were never really with you in the first place. Listen, leader, this is going to be an amazing second half of 2021 for you. I need you to do me a favor. Share this podcast. Tweet me some of the notes. Facebook me. Insta stories some of the notes. Let me know that it blessed you. Also, if today's podcast blessed you, you'll notice I cut right to the meat today. I cut right to the meat today, um, which is different than how we normally do our leadership podcast. But this is because I wanted to make sure um, that you've got some practical tools that you can put into play right now. If this bless you, listen, so into it. You can use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two at the end. You can mail in a check or a money order, P.O. Box 441004, Aurora, Colorado, 844. You can give online on our website, harvestchurch.church. You can give in our app. You can use PayPal, Bidmo, Zelle, Givelify, all of that. The email connected to that is hello at harvestchurch.church. Listen, leader, I love you. Listen, stay connected. Stay connected. And uh, I'm so excited about your future. Father, we seal this time right now. Thank you for this world-changing, history-making leader. Give them the ability to lead without a great team yet, but then build a team and make that team great. In Jesus' name, amen. So long. Have an amazing day. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.